You're listening to the Freckle Forum. I'm Paula. And I'm Dri. And we're two BFF cousins who have a lot to say. Hey guys. Welcome back. Welcome back to our third episode. I can't believe it. I know. <laughs> who would have thought? Right. <laughs> So for this episode, um, we wanted to start off with some topics, some hot topics. So I don't know if you guys heard about that incident of the high school students giving the staff members lap dances. So I had not heard about that. (laughs) Paula, I don't know where she heard this, but... She's going to give you a little bit of background, give us a little bit of background, because uh, she told me about it a few days ago, but I already forgot about it. Yeah, so I saw this on Instagram, but then it also showed up on my TikTok, too. But apparently this is a tradition at this high school. It's like a homecoming thing. And the male students were pretty much in like underwear or Speedo or something giving male it was like a a male pageant and they were giving well i think it was the principal and other um teachers lap dances and then the girls were coming in in like makeshift hooters outfits and alcohol i'm like who okayed this (laughs) And why is it a tradition? <laughs> That's another. This is Kentucky. I don't know. Right. Take that what you will. But I mean, that's egregious. I and obviously and the worst part is it was like found out because the school itself posted photos of this event, and if you just Google like high school students giving teachers lap dance, I'm showing you the photo now. That's the principal that's laughing standing up with a male student in what looks like a dress and pantyhose bending over in front of him. And apparently this principal is also the mayor of this town. <laughs> so, double whammy. So it's a double whammy. So I don't know who okayed this. That is the most <laughs> the, the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. It's it like, is insane. And some parents were actually in defense of this. Like, it's it's innocent. Like, people are making it something it's not. Like, ma'am, your it's son is in pantyhose bending over in front of the principal. Like, what is <laughs> There is definitely nothing innocent about this. Like, Not at all. It's made to be crude. Like, they're not having the boys dress up as girls like in dresses like regular dresses and dance you know like square dance you know yeah it's seductive clothing to and doing seductive dances there's nothing 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 innocent about this not at all and i i'm just really confused because i mean i went to private school most of my life so they were always pretty strict with the dress code anyway yeah but i think public schools are pretty strict too yeah depending on where you're from so if a girl can't show her knees or her shoulder but the boys can wear what looks like lingerie (laughs) for a homecoming event right I mean, this is like very poorly, thinly veiled pedophilia. (laughs) It really is. (laughs) Very thinly, very poorly veiled pedophilia. They're not even trying to cover it up. They're they're like, yep, I like your little boys and I'm proud of it. And I'm also the mayor and the principal. 
So take it up to that, I guess. It's sick. Apparently, um, I don't know if there's any like disciplinary actions taken against the staff or the students. You know, I, I didn't read into that. I was just in shock at that. This is an annual tradition, like. And I love how the staff normalize it so much that now, like, they believe it's something normal, so they post about it. Right. In social media. Yeah. Like, no big deal. Like, the place that will cancel you for use, for using someone's incorrect pronouns, <laughs> you think you won't be canceled for getting <laughs> a bunch, yeah, a bunch kids. of kids to grind up on you during school hours? Like, I, I don't know what they're... They obviously were not thinking at all. It was... If this happens... On the surface, I'm concerned. Yeah, for what goes up, what goes down. It's true behind the scenes. Honestly, I agree. And it's- like serving the teachers alcohol. Yeah, like minors can't serve alcohol. <laughs> point blank. Period. <laughs> Nevertheless, to their school administrator and their politicians, like that's <laughs> fucking weird. It's so weird. This. What's going on, Kentucky? Get right. your peoples. <laughs> Get your peoples. What is going on? Seriously. Just stick to the fried chicken, you know. <laughs> okay. So what was the topic that you wanted to discuss today? So um, I believe it was this weekend or yesterday. Um, there's been um, a concert called World that's hosted by... Uh, Travis uh, Scott? Yeah, Travis Scott. Is it Travis Scott? It is, it is Travis, Travis Scott. Scott. Yeah. yeah. And, um, you know, it's just a regular concert, but this specific concert led to eight casualties. Yeah. Um, and over 25 people sent to the hospital. Wow. 13 are uh, severely injured, and 300 people were, like, treated during the concert. Oh, my God. Because um, they were being crushed to death. To death. It was just like a giant mosh pit. Yeah, sort of. But it was like, um, essentially, I think you have to have security when you have a concert. Mm -hmm. But he essentially, I guess, not he, I'm not going to put the onus on him, but someone told security to like sort of not do their job, you know, just like back off. And then I'm not sure if it was this concert or if like it's in all his concerts, but he sort of like encourages people to like, come as close to the stage as possible, mm-hmm. which is problematic because, you know, obviously, peop- if you tell someone, you know, come to the stage, they're going to come to the stage right. no matter what's in their way. And if a million people are doing that, the people who are already at the stage are going to get yeah, crushed. Yeah, crushed. So um, this one girl, I forgot what her at was um, on Instagram. I think it's Sienna May or Sienna Faye on Instagram. She wrote... Um, a really um, long and touching piece about what happened and what it felt like to be, you know, in that, in the mm-hmm. middle of that and seeing people fall and die right next to you. That's scary. Um, and tra- uh, tra- supposedly Travis Scott knew what was going on and didn't do anything about it. Yeah, I actually saw a TikTok earlier of at one point, I don't know if this was during people being crushed or if people were already like, hurt or whatever but there was literally an ambulance in the middle of the audience 
and he's still hyping up the crowd yeah he's like put your arm i forgot what he said i don't know if he said jump or put your arms in the air like uh-huh. he's still trying to hype up the crowd yeah instead of saying make room for the ambulance trying to get through right or just stop the concert right all in all i feel like you know one dead person is enough to stop the concert <laughs> Seriously. i don't think there has to be eight or even two like i you know just one casualty one person hurt is enough to you know yeah put a halt on things and it's very disrespectful and rude that um it didn't and i believe it was christina aguilera or oh no it was gwen stefani who had a fan get trampled to death really uh in one of her concerts and she got sued for it um really yeah and she had to pay the victim's family and i hope that's what happens to travis scott as well so he can be more um and I believe he got arrested on his, on his way out of the concert for inciting a riot. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, he wrote an apology. He said, I'm absolutely devastated by what took place last night. My prayers go out to the families and all those impacted by what happened at Astro World Festival. Houston PD has my total support as they continue to look into the tragic loss of life. I'm committed to working together with the Houston community to heal and support the families in need. Thank you to Houston PD, Fire Department, for their immediate response and support. Love you all. Yeah. I mean, that that smells like PR. PR. Yeah. yeah. For sure. <laughs> he, he he knew, they were, like, he sort of, from the videos that I, that I saw, there was, there was waves of, like, mm-hmm. oh, guys, let's stop. Look, someone is hurt to, like, hey, everybody, let's keep the party going. Like, yeah. how do you just, like, no, you know? It was... It was very reckless and yeah, irresponsible. Yeah, very reckless. Uh, before we move to hot topics, I feel like an honorable mention is um, that a very famous Brazilian singer died yesterday, and I'm so sad. Uh, she had a she died from a plane crash. Um, supposedly, the plane hit um, an electrical wire, like those oh, really, really tall ones, and it just like it couldn't penetrate the electrical wire, so it fell all the way down. <gasps> And um, supposedly, the she died from the impact on the wire. So, like, when the plane hit the wire, yeah. it's like, you know, you're, like, going 200 miles an hour and you hit it's a like wall. It's like whiplash. Yeah. So, it's like your your body, like, when, when it, you're going so fast and you stop all at once, yeah. your body goes in shock and then, like, your whole body just, you know. So, supposedly, that's, that's what we think happened right now. Um, there hasn't been, like, confirmed wow. anything yet. Uh, but, yeah, but... Not fun fact, because there's nothing fun about this, but um, people were, like, going through her tweets, and they saw a tweet that she had tweeted, like, uh, mid-last year, saying that she had a nightmare about, like, water and falling, and um, water and falling and waterfalls. (laughs) Um, And that's all she said. She's like, oh, my God, I had a nightmare about water and falling and waterfalls, and her plane crashed on a waterfall. Like, where it fell was a waterfall. Um, so, you know, if you have a dream, just watch out for it. (laughs) (laughs) Impending doom. Exactly. But yeah, may she rest in peace. And that's really sad. My condolences to the family. Yeah. We kind of started off this podcast on pretty somber. Very grim. Very grim. Um, but hopefully we can lighten it up a little bit. Yeah. So for today's episode, um, we're going to do a little bit of a personality test. I don't know if you guys are familiar with the Myers-Briggs uh, personality test. Apparently, it's very well known. I've done it in the past, but I honestly don't remember my results. But I thought it'd be fun for us to do it on air and kind of 
discuss our personality traits and how it affects our careers, friendships, relationships, and so on and so forth. Yeah, I'm so excited to see what I get. <laughs> so we we already started answering most of the questions. We've answered about 80% of them. Yeah. Uh, just so we don't, you know, stay here the whole day. <laughs> um, so we're going to do the last 20% on the podcast, and then we're going to go through the results. So Paula's going to read the question, and then we're going to say what, you know, okay. if we agree or disagree. Got it. So your personality, your personal work style is closer to spontaneous burst of energy than organized and consistent efforts. I'm going to disagree with that. I'm going to somewhat disagree. Okay. When someone thinks highly of you, you wonder how long it will take them to feel disappointed (laughs) in you. (laughs) Disagree. Strongly disagree. Strongly disagree, yeah. You would love a job that requires you to work alone most of the time. I agree. I would say neutral. I think I appreciate both teamwork and, you know, working alone. You believe that pondering abstract philosophical questions is a waste of time. I strongly disagree. Yeah, I strongly disagree. You feel more drawn to places with busy, bustling atmospheres than quiet, intimate places. Strongly disagree. I'm going to say somewhat disagree. You know at first glance how someone is feeling. I would say neutral. Yeah, same. You often feel overwhelmed. I'm going to say like like slightly agree. I'm going to say disagree. You completely think you complete things methodically without skipping over any steps. I'm going to strongly disagree. I'm going to agree. You are very intrigued by things labeled as controversial. Intrigued? I'm going to somewhat disagree. I'm going to somewhat agree. (laughs) (laughs) You would pass along a good opportunity if you thought someone else needed it more. I'm going to strongly disagree. Same. (laughs) (laughs) You struggle with deadlines. Uh, I disagree. I'm going to somewhat disagree. You feel confident that things will work out for you. I'm going to strongly agree. I'm going to agree. Well, mine says, I'm the advocate and I-N-F-J-T. So it says this trait determines how we interact with our environment. So I'm 83% introverted. 63% is I'm intuitive. I, in terms of thinking versus feeling, I, when I make decisions, I'm 54% feeling. Um, in terms of how I approach work, planning, decision-making, um, for judging and versus judging versus prospecting, I'm 82% judging. <laughs> for identity, it says is, um, how confident we are in our abilities and decisions. I'm 51% turbulent. <laughs> <laughs> That's not good. So what did you get? My results is our assertive commander. Jesus Christ. Okay. I'm the advocate. Um, that sounds horrible. <laughs> that sounds like... Oh, I, don't, I don't even want to say what that sounds like. All right, I'm a sort of commander, and there's like an emoji, like a bit emoji of this woman, like sticking a, like prodding a stick at someone, like that's horrible. Code ENTJA. 
role analyst, strategy, people mastery. Um, and it says, in terms of mind, it says I am 67% extroverted, 33% introverted. Energy, it says 56% intuitive, 44% observant. Okay. Nature, 62% thinking, 38% feeling. Tactics, mm-hmm. 67% judging, 32% <laughs> prospecting. Um, and identity, 67% assertive, 33% turbulent. Interesting. So for my personality, I got the advocate, um, I-N-F-J-A. For a brief overview of that personality, it says that advocates tend to approach life with deep thoughtfulness and imagination. Their inner vision, personal values, and a quiet, principled version of humanism guided them in all things. That seems like you. Really? Yeah. That sounds kind of deep, and I don't know if I'm that like <laughs> that deep in thoughtfulness. I am a bit of a daydreamer. Right. But I feel like it's it's there, but it's subconscious, you know? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. What what is a summary of your personality so mine is the commander okay and it says commanders are natural born leaders people with this personality type embody the gifts of charisma confidence and project authority in a way that draws crowds together behind a common goal that is so you really it's scary (laughs) it really is guys i I know this is a PC, but I really feel like Hitler right now. Like, that literally describes Hitler. Like, you'd be a good cult leader. <laughs> you could start your own cult. For all sure. right, well, next week, <laughs> you guys help me to start a cult. <laughs> Projects authority in a way that draws crowds behind a common goal. Tell me that's not Hitler. Sure. Right. But you just have, like, an attractive personality like people want to get to know you okay <laughs> I de- that's I mean, so you though that's crazy that is so you um let's jump into what some strengths and weaknesses are so some strengths for advocates we're creative insightful principled passionate altruistic and some weaknesses, sensitive to criticism. Mm. That is very true. That is. I'm very sensitive. I do not have tough skin at all. <laughs> um, reluctant to open up. Uh, yeah, it takes a while <laughs> for me to like get out of my shell yeah. and open up to someone. Perfectionist. Yeah. I see that. <laughs> I see that. I, see I definitely that. like things a certain way, yeah. and it really bothers me when people... Don't, don't do it yeah. that way avoiding the ordinary um it says they tend to be motivated by a sense of having a greater purpose in life they consider it tedious or necessary to break their big visions into small manageable steps um i wouldn't say that really. yeah i maybe, wouldn't say yeah, that maybe that's a part of the advocate that doesn't relate to you and then the last one is i'm prone to burnout hmm hmm Maybe. Yeah, I do get uh, stressed easily. Like, So which which one of the strengths did you most uh, relate to? 
The strengths, I would say creative. I do. Yeah. I mean, I'm not like the most artistic person in the world, but in other creative avenues, I like, you know, makeup and cooking mm-hmm. and baking and decorating and stuff yeah. like that. So I do like being creative. Insightful. Um, I'd say so. Like I'd say so too. Yeah. Um, principled. Meaning I'm like, I have deeply held beliefs. I would say that too. Yeah, I would say so. But I, like, doesn't make me like close-minded or anything. Like, no, I'm yeah. still um, open to different opinions. Passionate. But I think like principled is more like relating to like your core beliefs, not like your a specific opinion on something. Yeah. So like maybe the belief that, you know, we're all equal and that, you know, everyone should be treated yeah. fairly. Not like specific opinions on things because I feel like those are subject to change. True. But I feel like the things that you hold near and dear, like the things that you hold as your core beliefs, like are, you know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. In that sense then. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, that was pretty spot on. Yeah, I felt like it was. There was only that one thing that, you know, didn't really fit, but, you know. So, uh, commander strengths, efficient, Mm -hmm. energetic, Mm self-confident, (laughs) strong-willed. Okay. (laughs) Strategic thinkers, Mm -hmm. charismatic and inspiring. Mm -hmm. Commander weakness, uh, stubborn and dominant. Mm. (laughs) Are you good? Are you good? Intolerant. It's my way or the highway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Impatient. Yep. Arrogant. Mm-hmm. Poor handling of emotions. Cold and ruthless. Yes. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Cold and ruthless. I feel like yes. they could have like sugar-coated that one a little bit more <laughs> um i agree with all of them besides poor handling of emotions i yeah, feel I like agree. i have a really good control of my emotions and um i'm able to deal with almost all of them <laughs> um but other than that it's pretty, that was pretty spot it's on it's pretty spot on um i don't like to think of myself <laughs> as arrogant but i know i can be so i'm not gonna argue but um yeah I mean, energetic's been wearing down <laughs> in my later years in life, but I would say once upon a time, you know? <laughs> but yeah, that this is surprisingly accurate. It really is. It really is. It's yours scary. Yours is like more accurate than mine. Wait, you said yeah. yours was E-N-T-J-T? I-N-F-J. Oh, shit. I-N-F-J, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. I F. I wonder if I means introvert and E means extrovert. Yes. Because you're more introverted. I think so, yeah. Okay. Um, okay, so relationships. In terms of relationships, it says that my type of personality, I take process of finding a romantic partner seriously. I look for people with depth and meaning. Um, I don't want to settle for a match that's founded on anything less than true love and takes time to find a compatible partner. Some people think advocates are too choosy and it's true that these personalities can have unrealistic expectations and might hold out for a perfect partner or relationship that ultimately doesn't exist. 
Interesting. I mean, I'm married and I've been yeah. with him for a long time. Yeah. But I feel like if I didn't think he was the one, yeah. like, I wouldn't have been with him this whole time. I feel like you just got lucky. Honestly, <laughs> like you got you met someone really early on. Yeah. That, really aligned with you and it worked out but i feel like had had that not been the case yeah you would you wouldn't settle down with someone just out of convenience i feel yeah. like you would wait until you found someone yeah for sure so I, I feel like it is accurate it just doesn't seem like it relates to your life now because you're not at that place right. where you're looking for someone exactly you've already found that romantic relationships as an as in the other areas of their lives, commanders approach dating and relationships with a set of goals and plan to achieve them and proceed to do so with impressive energy and enthusiasm. People with a commander personality type are in it to win it and will gladly take leading roles in the relationship from the start. Yes. Assuming personal responsibility for how smoothly things go and working actively to ensure a mutual rewarding experience. Romantic relationships are a serious business and commanders are in it for the long haul. I would say that's pretty accurate. I feel yeah. like, um, yeah, I would say it's pretty accurate. Uh, ac- uh, accurate. Um, the only thing that wasn't mentioned, and maybe like it's further down, which we're not going to go that deep into it, but I'm also very um, picky and choosy yes. because I feel like if it's, well, maybe like in that sense, they're right. Like it is a business transaction. So if mm-hmm. it's like, if you're not the right company for my business to do par- partnerships with, then we're just going to move on move on and look for someone else because I don't feel like I have to... Yeah. Like, I don't have to... But you've been in a few, a lot more relationships than me, for example. Yeah, so you absolutely. have that. Like, as you go through each relationship, you know more and more what you want and less and yeah, less of exactly. what you won't tolerate. <laughs> exactly. And that's what I feel like makes it really hard moving forward is because like even if the guy seems like a great guy, yeah, like I don't want it because I've had a lot of great guys and yeah. they were all wonderful, all amazing people. But I'm looking for more than that, just more than a, an amazing person. I'm looking for something very, very specific, <laughs> which makes it really hard to find. But um, I am in no rush. So yeah. try me. <laughs> um, so into friendships. Advocates have a deep desire for authenticity and sincerity in everything they do, mm-hmm. from daily activities to their relationships. They rarely settle for friendships of convenience. Rather than rely on superficial interactions with people they see every day at work or school, they generally prefer to have a close circle of confidants. Yeah. And that's very true. That's very true. My friend circle is very small. Um, very, yeah. very small. And obviously I've had like co-workers and stuff yeah. in and out of my life but obviously nothing really stuck because yeah it's all like surface level yeah stuff so it really takes a lot for me to like openly like trust someone yeah and you know bring them into my little world yeah <laughs> and I, I definitely think like it's 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 a place earned we'll say right so like people come and go but I feel like your circle are the people that are like yeah. That earned your trust and earned your relationship. And um, I feel like that's a great way to like approach friendships, honestly, because yeah. I really believe in uh, quantity, not like quality, not quantity. Yeah, for sure. So mine says friendships, as in most aspects of their lives in friendship, commanders seek personal growth and insp- inspiration and they often have a plan for how to accomplish it. Friendships of circumstance built 
on things like shared routines are not commander's preferred method. Rather, they pursue their friends, seek out individuals who share their passion for deep, meaningful discussions and who enjoy learning and development as much as they do. It is not always easy to be a commander's friend. That is very true. They demand (laughs) a lot from these relationships, but they pay a great deal of attention to their friendships. And it it is unlike it is unlikely that you will ever feel stagnant. So I feel like this is the biggest disconnect so far from like um, the test. Like, I feel like they've been spot on up to this part. I feel like the first part is like friendships of circumstance. Like they were saying that that's not how I roll, but it really is. Like yeah. <laughs> all of my friends I've either met at school or work or church or like some somewhere down those paths. Mm-hmm. Um, like Paula obviously has been friend and we're friends because we're cousins. Yeah. Cousins. I don't think we would have been friends had, had we not been cousins just because yeah. of like the stark differences in our personalities. Yeah. Um, but obviously, like, I don't just become friends with anyone that I work with or any of my cousins right. or any, like, you know, it, it, then it takes on, like, the criteria of what I feel like mm-hmm. it takes to be my friend. Um, and then it says I pay a great deal of attention to my friendships. I don't. I'm so sorry. I don't. <laughs> I'm a bad friend. But I'm the kind of friend that's like, I got you. Like, whatever you need from me, like, yeah. I will be here. I, I'm right or die. But don't call me every day. Cause that's unnecessary. Yeah, you know? we were just talking about yeah. that. We had dinner with one of my friends last night. Exactly, and we were just all agreed. Like we don't, we're not that phase in our life. Yeah, that we don't need to be up each other's butt. Right, exactly. Every two seconds, like low texting. maintenance friendships are the where best. it's at. Exactly, but I I do like um, you know meaningful discussions and learning and developing with my friend uh, uh, with my friendships and. Um, I feel like more and more this is becoming the truth, you know, like I no longer I I'm now seeking out people with shared interests. Like yeah. something that I've never done, but now I'm so, I know myself so well that I know who I want around me mm-hmm. and that's never been the case before. So I feel like this is becoming more true, but I feel like as of right now it's not the yeah. truth. But yeah, makes sense. Um next topic parenthood so as an advocate parent i tend to look at relationships with children as opportunities to learn and grow with someone they care about um we work to achieve another important goal raising children to be independent and all-around good people Mm -hmm. advocate parents generally strive to be devoted and loving toward their children at all times as they imagine their children's future, what advocates really look forward to is being able to interact and connect as equals with the people they helped raise. Yeah, I think that's spot on. Yeah, I feel like that's true. I definitely want to raise my girls with like a really good relationship. I, I want them to be able to fully trust me mm-hmm. and I want them to be independent, which is like slightly different than how I was brought up. Yeah. So I want them to be like self-sufficient and confident mm-hmm. and you know be able to speak up for themselves use their voice so yeah i feel like that's pretty yeah that's pretty spot on so she said i'm not a parent but i do have a dog so <laughs> put respect on my name okay <laughs> i'm sorry <geez. laughs> as parents most commanders must temper their strong-willed hyperlogical approach to life in order to make room for their children's needs and feelings couldn't be me <laughs> this by no means suggests that, that people will that people with a commander personality type are bad parents, far from it. Simply that their relationships with children who are typically more sensitive and less able to conduct truly rational analysis require great 
a great deal more emotional tact and personal personal liberty than they are accustomed to giving. This is a perspective that I've never thought of, but maybe that's why I don't like children because it's <laughs> it requires it's true. It requires a great deal more emotional tact and pers- personal liberty. Yeah. I think. I think it's more than yeah. just you don't like children. It's just I don't like dealing with children. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's spot on if I've ever heard it. That's really true. And like even with beans, like I know we were playing, but like even with beans, like I've had to like put up put aside like a lot of my, you know, crazy psychosis to like you know <laughs> sort of let let him be a dog and let him live, you know, because you things can't, can't always, yeah yeah things can't always be my way, but um. But yeah, that's very that's a very valuable perspective and I feel like that's very relevant to my life. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next is career paths. So, advocates tend to seek a career path that aligns with their values rather than one that offers status and material gain. Fortunately, people with this personality type are able to find work that suits them in just about any field. In fact, many advocates have trouble deciding which job is best for them because they're able to imagine so many possibilities. These personalities may see 10 wildly different paths forward, each with its own set of rewards. This can be exciting, but also stress-inducing because picking just one means letting go of so many others. Um, I guess, like you said, that's an interesting way of putting it because I've always thought that I don't know what to do. Yeah. Because I have imagined so many possibilities yeah. of what I could be doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought that was pretty spot on, yeah. honestly. Like in an abstract way, because obviously like you're not working right now, like you're right. a stay at home mom. So it's like, it doesn't seem relevant to talk about career paths, but in an abstract way, if you look at it, mm-hmm. I think that's spot on for you. Yeah, I agree. It is in the world of careers that commanders, boldness and drive are truly at their best. No other personality type is better suited than commanders to be the respected leader of an organization or team. And no other personality type enjoys it quite as much. Combining their vision, intelligence, and determination to push ideas through to completion, no matter the obstacles, commanders are, the, are a force to be reckoned with. I, have, I feel like that's been more true than it is today mm-hmm. um, because I'm in a leadership position and I know how hard it is. Um, but I feel like I think it's the field that I'm in. Um, but regardless, just in life, I do like to take leadership and I do like to see my plans or my ideas come to fruition. So I feel like all in all, that's pretty, um, yeah, that's pretty accurate. That's very true. Workplace habits. Okay. So advocates have some specific needs when it comes to a satisfying work environment. People with this personality want to know that their work helps people and promotes their own personal growth. This means that their work must be in line with their values, principles, and beliefs. They tend to thrive when they have opportunities to express their creativity and insight, and they're especially motivated when they know that what they're doing has meaning. They also tend to do best when they can ignore workplace politics and hierarchies and simply do what matters to them. Most people with this personality type prefer to think of themselves as above or below anyone else, no matter where they are on the job ladder. I I definitely agree with this. I super duper agree with that. <laughs> I definitely agree with this because in previous jobs, like what I thought would be my dream job, you know, doing people's makeup and like mm-hmm. making them feel good about themselves. As soon as it turned about like money and yeah. just making that sale, yeah. it killed the job for me. Yeah. 
it ruined it. Like yeah. what once became like a passion of mine mm-hmm. to like play with makeup and do people's makeup turned into a, a living nightmare. Yeah. So I definitely, definitely do agree with that. I do agree with that too. And I feel like another part that they were talking about that like you can, um, I forgot how they worded it, but essentially just saying that um, you you don't like to get into politics, that you're yes. like, you stay more like in the middle and you could fit in anywhere. Like, I see myself being way more opinionated and that makes it hard for me to get along like or like just, you know, tolerate different people in different environments. And I feel like you're sort of a chameleon where you can disagree with someone, Mm -hmm. but still like not make it a thing, you know, and I feel like that's. that's Yeah, I'm definitely like I remember when I used to work at a department store with my friend. Geraldine, um, there there'd be so much cattiness in the makeup department, like so much drama going on. And me and her would joke, we'd be like, we're neutral. Yeah. I'm Switzerland, she's Canada. Like <laughs> we just stay in our own like right. little islands, like mind our own business. At my job today, um, this gentleman uh, <laughs> handed my cashier um a five dollar bill that says deport all immigrants and i almost tackled him to the ground oh my god it took every bit of why does it say that (laughs) like he wrote it he wrote it on it like he wrote oh my god you know like how people stamp the yes where is my washington like sort of like Mm -hmm. you know that that top line yeah he wrote deport all immigrants i'm like that is he's lucky i was having like i was tired you know i didn't get a lot of sleep (laughs) because we would have went down i just can't I can't. I can't be neutral. Workplace habits for people with the commander personality type. The workplace is all about natural habitat. Commander's efficiency and clear communication are valued. Their leadership is admired and their ability to get things done is unrivaled. That being said, some some situations are more appropriate for commanders than others. These qualities all point to managerial or executive roles, making any position of comparative powerlessness highly undesirable. I agree with that. I would also agree with that. Yeah, as I much feel like I you just to. thrive in a leadership role. You're not like you're just not designed to answer to someone else. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I 100% agree with you. Yeah, 100%. And the last one is just a conclusion, a summary of a personality. So overall, says advocates stand out for our imagination compassion integrity and deeply held principles unlike many other types you are also capable of turning your ideals into plans and executing them yet we face challenges too even the most idealistic and dedicated personality types can become frustrated when it comes to navigating interpersonal conflicts confronting unpleasant facts and pursuing self-realization as a result you may sometimes find yourself questioning who you really are and who you're really meant to be that's pretty accurate that is pretty accurate to this day i'm still (laughs) trying to figure that out but not in like i don't know who like i feel like it's not like in a I'm lost sort of way it's like yeah. in an introspective sort of way like yeah. I want to get to know myself more exactly like, like what more am I capable of doing yeah. yeah and I think that's great all right so my conclusion is 
Armed with powerful intellect and strategic thinking, commanders can overcome or outmaneuver obstacles that seem unbeatable to most. At the same time, many, there are many quirks, such as often unconstrained rationalism, lead to many misunderstandings. Those misunderstandings end here. What you have read so far is just an introduction. We have a great deal more to tell you about the commander personality type. Chances are you've accepted that as a part of who you are and maybe even grown to be proud of it. But embracing that disconnection isn't a requirement for commanders. It's a misused defense mechanism leading you to a leading you down a lonely and inefficient path. Gaining insight into yourself and others is much more rewarding. I didn't like that last part. <laughs> that was it called you out. I know. That was rude, ma'am. So rude. But very, um, very insightful. It is. This is a pretty eye-opening personality test. It's like very different from those BuzzFeed yeah. quizzes of what kind of Disney princess you are. <laughs> I like the really niche ones. Like what kind of soda you are. Like, you're like you know, I'm really a Pepsi. I'm, I'm a underrated. Coke. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, yeah, so it was interesting doing this personality test. Um, I definitely feel like this is more accurate than horoscope. I know a lot of people are going to get me for that. Yeah. But maybe if you give me some insight onto my um, my chart, my birth chart, because I have no idea what it means. Right. But I feel like this is pretty accurate in terms of everything in detail <laughs> yeah i feel like it's more insightful just because horoscope is like based on you know random dates and numbers this is like based on things that you've answered so it's thoughts that you've already put out there right it's not something that someone is like you know choosing for you you've answered questions that led them to believe that you think a certain way which obviously oh, you do that's because- just something a leo would say <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think that wraps it up yeah. for today. <laughs> so that's it for this third episode, guys. I hope you guys tried it. We'll leave the link to this personality test in the show notes so you can uh, try it out. And yeah, join us next week. And all of my ENTJ-A slash ENTJ-T. You know, hit me up. <laughs> let's be all the commanders just take over the world together. Exactly. Let's create a small army, a cult of weak minded people <laughs> and rule the world. <laughs> all right, guys. See you next week. Next see you next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. For more content, please follow us on our Instagram at the Freckle Forum. Thank you.